This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Full day of baseball today. I just wanted to read this one here, Jeff. This is from uh, this is from Elvis Toast Patterson. He said, "Young Gilly, if you were at home in D.C., what would you have to have to be at the Nationals Marlins game today? First pitch, 11 a.m. Eastern, meaning right now our baseball day starts." He said, "What would I have to have?" Is he speaking about mind-altering narcotics, Jeff? What does that mean? What would I have to have? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think, yeah, I, I would have to I'd probably be altered. Is what you're. Is I think what you're getting at. Uh, Jason Weingarten standing by. Can we just? Can we go through some Jason? Can we just do this one Jason tweet here off the top? Before, oh, Jason Weingarten is here from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, ladies and gentlemen, at Spreadopedia, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How you doing? Can uh, you see me? Yeah, I can see you. You okay, man? It's like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was making sure my camera worked. <laughs> okay, listen, I want to go through a few of your tweets. Here's the first one we were talking about the USFL championship earlier on the show. Birmingham 33, Philadelphia 30. Birmingham is your USFL champ. This is a Jason tweeting <laughs> during the late stages of this game. That was the most important drive in USFL history until possibly this next one. <laughs> Which is just great. That was a great ending, man, where it looked like, okay, Philadelphia's going to, Philadelphia re- took the lead for the first time late, then they had a pick, and it looked like they were going to run away with it, and then, no, not to be outdone, Birmingham came right back, then they had a pick six, then K.J. Costello got a garbage touchdown, they had a fourth and 12 uh, choice, and they failed, and uh, Birmingham wins it. Pretty exciting. No? Not really. Me, I, I I watched the 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 opening drive, the the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was entertained. Yeah, I was entertained too. You know, yeah, I was too. All right, the the AAF and the the XFL neither made it to the championship game, so you got to give them some credit yes, for that, making it to the end of the that season. That right there is a great point. Those leagues couldn't even get to their championship game. All right, I want to bring up some things that you and I have talked about before, but I want to drive these home. This is a uh, t- a tweet from Bill Shaken. Shaken or shaken? Uh, Tony Gonsolin is the first MLB starting pitcher to begin a season 10-0 while allowing fewer than 50 hits since Hall of Famer Walter Johnson, the big train. Wasn't he the big train? In 1913. That's from the Dodgers via Stats LLC. So we've talked about this before, Jason. 
Tony Gonsolin's 10-0. I get it. Listen, we're in the era where wins and losses don't matter. Okay? I get it. Analytics community was the first on that. It's why Felix won a Cy Young earlier part of last decade, barely into double-digit wins. I get it. But as the pendulum swung too much, in other words, if Tony Gonsolin goes, hmm, let's go with 18-1 and and, and allows fewer than 100 hits, he's still not the Cy Young Award winner? We don't give it to him then? I mean, he's certainly in consideration already, but a strong second half, you'd have to seriously consider him, even if he only maxes out at 150 160 innings if we're lucky. Which which has been trending, right? Fewer and fewer innings have won the Cy Young as the years have gone on. So every year we set a new low mark, it seems like. Yeah, the we saw Snell and Kershaw recently were in the 180s. Uh, Corbin Burns last year set a new low with 168.1, I think. So, uh, you know, but but... Think about it like if you think every start should be five, six innings saying, you know, 100 the jump or the the, the drop from, you know, uh, 168 to 100, 150 is three starts. That's, you know, three more full starts worth of innings. Tony Gonsolin 11 to one or thereabouts, always shop around, but still double digits now to win the NL Cy Young. The only three players consistently shorter than him in current markets, Sandy Alcantara. Corbin Burns, Joe Musgrove. I like uh, I like Alcantara. I like uh, I like Burns. I think Burns continues to not do anything to warrant not being one of the favorites. But uh, I, I'd probably put Gonsolin ahead of uh, Musgrove at this point. I think I may make a Gonsolin bet. I really do, and I don't believe I have an NL Cy Young bet. Um. And then for a you know our 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 daily Shohei tweet, this is from this is about uh, Shohei Otani here. Just again perspective. This is from Austin Ike at uh, Ike underscore AJ in 2022. Shohei Otani 101 has more strikeouts than Sandy Alcantara, the aforementioned Cy Young short shot. 101 to 97. Shohei leads in strikeouts. I get it. Different leagues. We're making a point. Shohei has more wins than Julio Arias, seven to six. Shohei has more multi-hit games than Jose Ramirez, 20 to 19. And Shohei Otani has more home runs than Nolan Arenado, 18 to 17. Just another way to put it in perspective of what we're watching with Shohei Otani. You'd rather have him for MVP or Cy Young? What was your verdict last week? MVP, I think I think, you know, I've made the point before that usually you see a, a short favorite for a Cy Young and long odds for an MVP. But it's reversed here. He's short for the MVP and he's longer for Cy Young. But there's no situation where he wins Cy Young and doesn't win MVP. So it's it's kind of an unusual situation. But I think um, MVP is more likely. Not out of the realm of possibility that he contends for the Cy Young. But going to need to see some truly extraordinary pitching in the second half. Wait, repeat that sentence. There's no scenario where he doesn't what? He doesn't win Cy Young and not win MVP. So you're saying that if he wins Cy Young, he's a shoe in to win MVP. Yeah, which is why it doesn't make sense that his Cy Young odds are, you know, three, four times his MVP price. But it is possible he wins MVP and not win Cy Young like he did last year. 
Yeah, just I, a weird I, pricing quirk. I do believe that he can win the Cy Young and not win MVP. Not that it makes logical sense, but I do believe that because human beings are involved, that that is possible. Won't make any sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's possible. I, I'm fine. If you win Cy Young, you know, the odds were much better at the beginning of the year for Cy Young anyway, but um, I'd like to win both. All right. Full day Major League Baseball. This is what Independence Day is supposed to be. We have about six day games. Remember, I think it was like last year where we didn't have any. Was it, it was one of these years where we either had none or like one where they complete baseball, completely missing the boat. This year they get it right. Beginning with a game that's just starting now between the Nats and the Marlins. What did you play today so far? You know, I actually, uh, one of my favorite plays is this first game. If you can get under nine still, especially if you can get it under nine minus one ten. I don't know how widely available that is at the moment, but I'm very happy to have the under in this game. I'm very happy to have the hits, runs, errors under in this game. I think I played 24 and a half, maybe 25 and a half. I got to check that again. But I looked at the lineup this morning. There's no Juan Soto in the lineup for the Nationals. There's Billy Hamilton's in the lineup for, for somebody. I don't even know who Billy Hamilton's playing for. I just saw he was in the lineup. I said, oh, wow, Billy Hamilton's getting at bats. Let's bet the under today. As that game started, if it's about to, it's about, but they might be a little delayed on that. So Marlins Nationals. It uh, just started. Just started. All right. Just, well, oh, so, just started. I thought we had it. I thought we had another hour. I thought it was a nine. Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's the good old eleven a.m. Eastern Fourth of July game. So, <laughs> so for those with in-game access, if they score a run here, jump in on the under. That would be another way to play this. I year. had a hard time finding props on this game because it started so early. Yeah, but uh, I did too. You know. That's okay. But what? yeah, that, that, that was one of my, one of my favorite bets for, for today. Unfortunately, one of my other favorite bets today is Baltimore getting Dean Kramer, almost even money later on today. Taking Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. You, you see, uh, you see Dean Kramer's last couple starts team, uh, team Israel's ace has yes. been uh, performing pretty, pretty well. Oh, I believe me. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up, by the way, Orioles game starts in a little less than two hours. Uh, 105 Eastern, 1005 Pacific. Orioles minus 108 is what we're showing kids' census. Uh, almost a coin flip here against the Rangers, who have had themselves quite the season, too. Two real, two teams that have got to be, I don't know how the Rangers felt about their prospects, but I would say two teams that have to feel pretty darn good about where they are right now. Yeah, both both teams probably overperforming you know, where they expected to be this, uh, this year, especially the Rangers, actually. They're... Uh... I don't know if it's because the rest of the teams in their division are bad or if they're uh, better than than we expected but they uh they're they're playing pretty well not not even out of the playoff those playoff are the, hunt at the moment. those are the two plays anything else besides uh, the under in the first game here between the Marlins and the uh Nats and then the Orioles after this that's about all I got so far. I'm still going through uh, going through the cards. Big big card today, and unusual Huge. for Monday. This is what Independence Day is supposed to be about: baseball bunting. On the in the stands, great Americana day today is what this is. Um, okay, any other futures or awards or anything else? We only have a minute left. Anything else you've added to your baseball portfolio, as they say? Keep adding a little bit more Michael Harris for uh, NL Rookie of the Year. When I see some good numbers, I'm I'm fading the pitchers Gore and Strider. I got uh, Cruz, Cruz and Harris there. Pretty happy with the AL Rookie of the Year race right now with the Julio tickets. Um, Mostly just looking for, you know, uh, stuff that's popping up that, that looks nice. Uh, you know, Robbie Ray to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to kind of circle back to where we were this time last year. He's 
he's kind of drifted out to a hundred to one again. And his last four or five starts have been pretty elite. Might be uh might be time to take a look at him again. Do you imagine if that ha- you imagine if that happened twice in a row, a hundred to one in July, got home the first year. Imagine if it happened a second year. How you would hate yourself if you weren't on this if it happened again. That pretty I, much. His, yeah. his numbers are really good too lately. Got it. Got it. Something I've been meaning to spend some more time looking at today. Yeah, Robbie Ray, who for years the only bugaboo with him was walks, right? Walks and then hard contact. They would just go out of the uh, stadium when they actually made contact. It was he had fascinating fan graphs page, but getting it done again. Jason, appreciate it. Enjoy the Fourth of July, man. Happy 4th. I'll talk to you later. You too. Jason Weingarten, everybody. The Wide World of Weingarten podcast. We'll come back. Wes Reynolds on a heater next. Numbers game visa, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game right here live from the South Pole Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. So we try to fancy it up. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here. Las Vegas Chris standing by in studio. Always fun to uh, hang out with Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Chris, especially on a uh, Monday in July. A holiday Monday in July, no less. Look forward to that momentarily. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this man is on a heater. And when I say a heater, I mean a really hot heater. Golf, every which way. The great Wes Reynolds, who holds this whole operation together. The Swiss Army Knife, the glue that holds it all together. Uh, together. Co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was. How you doing, Wes? Pretty well, I'm told. Hi. I'm well, Gil. Uh, we'll see if this continues, uh, you know, and getting all the promotion now. It's like, well, watch all my guys at the Scottish Open miss the cut this week. Uh, so. Oh, Wes, it's, it's a lock. It's going to happen. Yeah. You realize. Looking forward to the event, though, nonetheless. Uh, 14 of the top 15 in the official world golf ranking, by the way, going to play. Uh, first time that has actually happened since the uh, 2007 Wachovia Championship. Oh, and who could forget that? PGA Tour event. Who could forget the 2007 Wachovia Championship? championship as well. Wes, I want to, I want to say this. Um, first of all, yes, it's a lock. It's going to happen. But t- so you had JT Poston here at the John Deere. He wins. It was it a, it was a two or three stroke win for JT Poston, uh, 21 under par and he gets it done. Was that the only future you hit this, this week or did you hit something else? 
I that was the only one I hit. Actually, uh, Brady Cannon, who is not a regular better of the DP World Tour, uh, was on Adrian Moronk, the man from Poland. So uh, we both got one home this week. That was the only one that I did hit uh, was uh, JT Poston, who uh, hit about every green pretty much. I think he was like 88 or 89 percent in GIR this week. So that's usually going to get it done. But uh uh, a good event, a good event, nonetheless. Despite the fact that Greg Norman obviously poo-pooed it and said, "Oh, the John Deere," you know. Well, it matters to those guys because <laughs> you know those guys are competing not only for open championship spots, but also you know a fair amount of money in their own right and the two-year PGA Tour exemption and and everything else. Well, let's. So Brady tweeted about your heater. Not only do you hit JT Poston here at the John Deere, but you hit Justin Thomas at the PGA which, by the way, epic comeback to get that one home for you. Matthew Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open. Carl Schwartzel uh, at, at the uh, initial LIV, the initial live golf tournament. And then you also hit, what is this? You also hit uh, Hwang Lee at... Yeah, uh, Hatong Lee. Hatong Lee. What tournament was this here? DP- that was the uh, BMW International Open in Munich. Uh, he uh, won sure. in a playoff over Thomas Peters. Sure. And uh, Lee actually hit the worst chip shot you'll ever see. So he left him about 50 foot feet for birdie. Of course, what does he do? He knocks it in. So let me just ask you this. You ever been on a golf heater like this before in terms of outrights? Or Because you did something. Yeah, didn't you, you do this before? Usually they're short term, you know, about three or four weeks. I mean, it it's just so hard to do. I mean, Gil, when I look at a goal of doing primarily the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, my goal is to basically hit on an average of one a month. My goal is to hit 12 because, look, I don't just play like a one and done one guy every week. I'm usually playing somewhere around five to seven per tournament based on the size of the field, usually Regular fields, I'm going to play about five to seven guys on my card at various prices. But, you know, that's usually my goal. I've got 10 so far this year, so uh, at least ahead of pace because I know in the fall – I usually slow down with this because I just don't have enough time because everything about, you know, about betting, a lot of it is timing. And when you get into the fall and you got NFL and you got college football and you got postseason baseball and you got basketball about to start, you know, my write ups and my research tends to get a little bit shorter in these fall golf events. Wes, two months from now, when the uh, U.S. Open tennis tournament clears, all any of us are going to care about is pro and college football and as it should be. For goodness sake. Uh, what about the Scottish Open? What do you got? What do you think this week? You have them? Yeah, I, I, ha- I haven't played anybody yet because I've been uh, monitoring this uh, J.P. McManus Pro-Am, actually. This is this is uh, really outstanding because you only have this event about every five years, and it got postponed the last couple due to COVID, and there's this Pro-Am over there in Ireland. And J.P. McManus, by the way, an Irish billionaire, was, it was a, a horseman. He also uh, was the majority in investor in Manchester United all of these years ago sold his interest to the Glazer family who owned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so this guy's well connected in golf if you ever watch the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am if you ever watch the uh, Dunhill Links over on the DP World Tour he's always one of the quote-unquote celebrities or businessmen that are partnered with one of these pros so he's long time been a benefactor of the game of golf and I looked at the field this morning Gil He's got nine of the top 10 players in the world 
playing a two-day pro-am here on Monday and Tuesday and also has Tiger Woods. The fact that Tiger Woods would take the jet over there and, you know, obviously battling with his health and we don't know if he's 100% or not, the fact that he went and played in this thing shows you that J.P. McManus has some gravitas. Does indeed. Uh, and I always ask I always ask folks this as we run up to the Open Championship next week. Who remind us again who you have so far? The only one I have was Cameron Smith, and that's the guy that I bet basically at the Masters. I'm like, I'm going to bet him the rest of the majors and try to grab the anything over 30 to 1 and just grab prices and be a little speculative. He is not in great form, though, right now. He is, ever since the Masters, I think he's really kind of struggled because he was right there with the opportunity and then there was that two-shot swing very early on Sunday with him and Scotty Scheffler, and then he kind of fell off the map a little bit. Wes, congratulations on the heater, man. Couldn't happen to a better dude. Very happy for you. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, no, appreciate it, man. I got to keep up with you with that College World Series future. Listen, all I, I said about Wimbledon, right? Because we had hit, I had hit four straight futures on stuff. Uh, Iga at the French, Warriors followed by Paulo Boncaro, number one, and then an Ole Miss, 100-1 to one to win the College World Series. And I, I joked with everybody, I said, I'm going 2-17 and 17 in Wimbledon. I haven't gone 2-17, and 17, but we are not treading water, right? We're right below zero. So it's, it is, you know, that it kind of happens. That's how betting well, works. Let, let me ask you a question. Are you surprised to see Kyrgios struggling with Nakashima? Because I am totally not. Because no. after that win over Sitsipas, you kind of knew, okay, wouldn't it be so Nick Kyrgios to get knocked out by Nakashima here? Well, Brandon Nakashima's grass numbers are really good. So it's not like a complete shock, even right. even if it was just based on numbers alone. But now, you know, Kyrgios is holding his shoulder a lot here in the fifth set. So the, the built-in excuse is there if this happens. But we'll see one-to-one here in the uh, fifth and deciding set, which would, of course, go to a 10-point tiebreaker uh, if it gets that far. Uh, last thing, we have a few minutes left here, Wes. I'm curious, uh, your your reactions from UFC 276 over the weekend, simply what your biggest one was, and, and was it the fact that, and I'll just throw one out, the notion that someone like Donald Cowboy Cerrone was out there and that these opportunities exist in UFC where you know a guy's on his last leg. You absolutely know it going in, and it's just easy-peasy on some of these. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Cerrone, you did kind of know he was on his last leg, but the only thing was is that this fight was fought at 170 at welterweight, and Jim Miller is kind of a small 155-pounder at lightweight. So you're like, okay, is he just going to get overpowered? He did not. The wrestling game was too good. Jim Miller now, the all-time winningest fighter in terms of number of wins in the UFC. So, you know, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Jim Miller's always been a good wrestler. He's never quite been the elite in the division, but has always been a quality fighter. And the UFC has a ton of gatekeepers like that. And then, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the, the two title fights, uh, Volkanovski, Time to maybe call him one of the best ever, I think, perhaps in UFC. Really? Uh, mm. Certainly at 145 pounds. Now, is he going to move up to 155 at lightweight? It's kind of like he's cleared out the division because Max Holloway is a really good fighter. Now, Alexander Volkanovsky, 3-0 and against him, 50-45 uh, on all three scorecards. So, uh, uh, Volkanovsky, uh, you know, just... He doesn't get a lot of respect. He gets booed, I think. And he's like, hey, I want to fight in Australia next time where I get some actual cheers from the crowd. I don't think he's comfortable necessarily being the heel. And then uh, looking at the main event, Adesanya is certainly getting a lot of criticism because 
he's not exactly winning entertaining fights. He's obviously highly skilled and a terrific fighter, but he's not entertaining the people a little bit. So I saw some ridiculous comparisons to him and Anderson Silva. I was like, wait a minute, Anderson Silva used to finish guys and used to finish them with regularity. So, uh, you know, let's not disrespect the great Anderson Silva here. What's the single fight at any weight class that you'd want to see right now? Oh, uh, you know, probably John Jones and Nganu. I, I, you know, want to see John Jones kind of work out, you know, all the contract issues or any legal issues he has. I still think that that's a, that that's a big fight, at least going forward. John Jones is always the answer, right? Like in, in, whenever I ask that question through the years, it's always a hypothetical John Jones. If he could get it together for all the reasons that that encompasses, it's always John Jones versus somebody, and we'll see if that uh, will ever manifest. Wes, congratulations again. Uh, we will uh, tune in intently to Long Shots to find out your Scottish Open plays and, of course, when you add some more Open Championship plays. You bet, Gil. Thanks for having me. Wes Reynolds, everybody. At Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one on the Twitter machine. Las Vegas Chris, multiple handicapping contest winner here in Las Vegas through the years, joins us in studio once again. You know, just a spitball. Stuff that's on his mind, betting-wise. Deep thoughts and more with Las Vegas Chris next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Wanted to have Adam on the show today. Couldn't get there. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Skill Alexander, uh, I don't know why the uh, why people have gotten focused on this with the tweets this morning, but Bill Hooker now jumping on the whole thing where he says, uh, what incentive would you have, Gil? What would you require to attend said game today between the Marlins and the Nationals? Taking place right now, by the way, scoreless, bottom of the second in old D.C. He said maybe free Maryland crab cakes for one year, free Nats tickets for the rest of the season, or just plain... I can't go the rest of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful day. It's a gorgeous it's day, a in day in D.C. It's just a matter of would you even be awake at that time for an 11 a.m. game. I mean, I haven't checked the humidity, the humature, or the mosquito count. Mosquito it doesn't matter. The mosquito count is times a million for whenever you're there. They call the airport to make sure my flight is arriving on time. Ladies and gentlemen in studio, the great Las Vegas Chris, winner of multiple Football handicapping contest around town, both pro and college, it should be noted. Chris in studio. You can follow him on Twitter at Las Vegas Chris. That's C R I S. How you doing, man? I, oh I'm, my I'm, God, I'm, the shirt! I know it's my Jimmy Buffett concert shirt. Wow! Did we adjust the lenses on this? This is amazing. <laughs> Looking good, man. How you doing? The Miami under. That was the play. Miami under. Yeah, I've got. I've got. I'm with Jason. I, I okay. like the under on this game. You're with me on the uh, on the on the uh, Aaron Rodgers thing, where you're like, he he has been playing it safe for for a couple of years now. Asininely safe. He's been chasing those MVP trophies, and uh, uh, I think he's getting like one, two, three interceptions a year. It's ridiculous. So well, uh, he he has to open it up. Like as you mentioned, uh, he he doesn't have his go-to receiver, so he's going to have no choice. 
All right, you know what we like to do here? Uh, by the way, your guy Kyrios just broke in the fifth set. I know how much you love him now after the weekend. <laughs> Kyrios on his way. It's great for television if he's still in it. Uh, okay, so we like to go through uh, Las Vegas Chris's tweets because they are not just about giving a man a fish to have food for a day, but teaching him how to fish to have sports betting food for a lifetime. This is Chris on CLV. Oh, yes, closing line value. This comes up a lot. Uh, and this is in response to a, uh, a tweet from Clive Bixby, who was actually asking you about two things, one about CLV, one about Motor City Pizza, which I'm sure you have thoughts on as well. But you said, I don't care about NFL CLV. As much as getting the best possible number for me, a profitable originator, which you are, would actually hope to have market by the tail without moving numbers. CLV is important, but depends on the market. And oh, by the way, yeah, that pizza is probably the best frozen I've had. Talking about Motor City Pizza. So... I love the CLV talk because it's not as black and white as people make it out to be. I am inundated with people that think it's far more important than it is. It's like the end all to end all for them. And that kind of surprises me because it's absolutely not. Uh, it is important, don't get me wrong, but it depends on the market and it depends on on your situation. And, and CLV... You know, some people get extra CLV because they're working with groups. So right. does it really count? And, um, you know, so they move the number. Uh, do they win? I mean, what, what's their win-loss by the end of the year? So uh, for me, I originate. So I don't care what my CLV is. I just want my best number. So I may have to bet my game Sunday night, or I may have to wait till Sunday afternoon and let the whole market shape it out for me and, and give me a better line. I have gone seasons in baseball where I've crushed CLV and lost. Right. Tennis, this year, in calendar year 2022, I have crushed CLV. Every time we crush CLV, we lose. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. But now let me just, so, so let's go back to this, just sort of give it a backdrop, closing line value discussion. I was reared by the great Pinnacle newsletter back in the 90s. Uh, Simon Noble was the, was the author, but Elihu Foy still tells me that he ghost wrote, if not all of them, most of them. And one of the things that they drove home, and this is what I was reared on, that for a bookmaker, for an offshore bookmaker, let's just say specifically, but for any bookmaker, their best predictor of future success of a better is the rate at which they beat the closing line value. Would you agree with that statement on it? In general, in yeah. General, in yes. generality, for 90% of the people, yeah. Probably. Totally agree with you. Yeah. For 90% of the people, and I think that is their best indicator. Chrissy Andrews, who, of course, our friend, my mishpocha, who d runs the South Point Hotel Casino, will derisively say, not derisively, but he will say with a smirk on his face, he'll be like, you know what tells me what a winning better is, Gil? People who win bets. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but I think your point is a very, is, is the key one that I think, or at least for me, is the key one. Back when I was betting baseball seriously and having really good winning seasons, and there were some that weren't. But what I really good, I remember saying, I don't care what the market is doing. I think my numbers are better. Mm -hmm. Now I don't anymore in baseball, right. but I will feel that way about I feel that way about tennis now. Generally speaking, you feel that way about football. Yeah, and I don't. It sounds cocky because obviously the NFL is the hardest market to beat. But uh, I feel like I have something worked out that I, I literally do not care what the market does. Because and and I'm over sixty percent 
uh, win percentage on sides that I get negative CLV on. So, uh, but getting the best of the number is extremely important to me. I think I mentioned I went oh, 65 plus games in a row with never having a better number being available after I I, I uh, played it. So, jeez. Uh, for the time being, things always change, but. I feel I have a little something different going with NFL. You must, man. Because the difference between, say, tennis or WNBA or pick your other sport, right, as we, just, as we classify them generally as other sports, those, those markets tend to be far more, right? Well, tennis is global, but I'm just saying, there are markets like WNBA, College World Series, we just came up. Those markets are super illiquid. Right. And so who knows what's moving them? Right. right? Could be two dudes exactly. on the side of the street. Yours, though, the NFL, that's a different animal. And so the fact that you feel that confident in that, Chris, that's that is pretty heady territory right there. That is pretty elite stuff right there. Well, it, it, I just have to go by the track record. Yep. I mean, it's uh, and, and the last thing you ever want to do with betting is be cocky. I'm certainly sure. not cocky about it. I'm just, you know, I'm confident uh, and for various reasons I can't discuss of, of why I do things differently than other people do. That segues nicely to another one of your tweets, not the one that you guys have up on the, on the board here. Can we go to the other one where Chris is talking about the humility of betting and, like, there's always something on the other side? This is, this is also one of your mantras, which I think is great to always, and listen, we try to remind as often as possible with this kind of stuff, uh, but it never hurts to to beat this sort of thing into the ground. And I'll read it right here. This is from, again, Las Vegas. Chris's, here you go. Oh. Uh, no, that's not the one either. Let me, I'll, I'll read this one off the, uh, off the phone. The other one that I'm talking about here is, this is on it's your, on. Tw- okay, there you go. What's the dumbest thing I've done in gambling, you ask? This is Las Vegas Chris on Twitter. What's the dumbest thing I've done in gambling, you ask? What makes you think it might not be ahead of me? The moral to the story is to always be aware of the unexpected pitfalls that might be ahead of you. And by the way, you show an image of, of a, a graphic that uh, says, if you think you're smarter than the previous generation, 50 years ago, the owner's manual of a car showed you how to adjust the valves. Today, it warns you not to drink the contents of the battery. <laughs> <laughs> just, I always love that. But you're right. I mean, this is, I was just saying after, you know, I hit a bunch of futures in a row. It's just been a great summer. And I'm like, I'm about to go 2-17 and 17 in Wimbledon because you know it's coming. Not quite two and seventeen, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you you just have to always be just ready for the worst and ready for d- everything changes. Everything's dynamic. Nothing stays the same. If it was, it would be so easy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's you always have to be on your toes, so to speak. It's 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 relentless. The amount of things that are working against you in every given day. I mean, I, I bit the Marlins this morning and you know, the lineups come out and they're, they're sitting two of their best players and I've got to deal with it. And, and, and how do you make uh, lemons out of lemonade? Well, you come in with the under. So uh, you, you've got to be able to, you know, pick up things on the fly sometimes. Just, you have to be aware of everything continually. Yeah. There's just too many pitfalls, uh, you know, in the road every single day. Someone got mad at me on Twitter because I was having a conversation with Adam Burke. And Adam Burke was betting baseball every day. I've been there years and years and years of doing it. And baseball can be the most frustrating thing in the world. 
And then, you know, again, that College World Series thing, was so it's such a short little thing, and you know, we ended up having great success. And someone got mad at me because I thought I was being rude to Adam. I wasn't being rude. It was a mental health kind of question. Like, I've been there, dude. I know how frustrating it can be banging your head up against the wall every day. This is a tough racket, which we'll get into some of the others of your tweets here momentarily. But you really do have to be, if you're going to do this successfully, most people do it for entertainment. We're probably too close to the sun. We should remember that. The mental health as- aspects of betting are so under-informative across the board. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. And they think it's a weakness or a... Uh, they're just afraid to talk about it in general. And then some people think we're being ridiculous talking about it. We'll do more of Las Vegas Chris's tweets on that and other stuff coming up. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander, Las Vegas. Chris, kind enough to uh, stick around with us this morning in studio here at the South Point. Uh, our girl, Alizé Cornet, had uh, a set point on her racket. We were watching the uh, the point, and a shot from Tomjanovic appeared to be like a foot out, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but appeared to be way out. They didn't call it. And then I think Cornet clipped the line at another point, uh, later in that point that should have been. Uh, anyway, she ends up getting broken back. And she is angry, and rightfully so, as we should be. We'll see how it goes. Up 5-4 on serve now in the first set there at Wimbledon. All right, more from uh, Las Vegas Chris. This is from his Twitter feed, at Las Vegas Chris, that's C-R-I-S, uh, on the Twitter machine. Let's go to the next one, guys, because we have a couple more to get to. I just wanted to uh, riff on these. The ruminations of Las Vegas Chris uh, made my... Okay, this is... So we, we alluded to this at the end of the last segment. Made my best effort to finish work by 11 a.m. 3.15 was the best I could do. Frustrating. Have people to meet. 
Anyone thinking betting is an easy gig, punch yourself and get back to reality. <laughs> so this is the thing about this. You actually catch flack for this, don't you? Where you say, oh, I have no time. Professional sports better, full-time. You catch flack for this from people. Yeah, I get, a, I, I get in my DMs or in the comments, like, well, what the hell are you doing with your time? And, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, that day I was just farming out more MMA losers for the day, so it was a complete <laughs> and utter waste of my time. But uh, uh, generally, I'm uh, more productive with my time. But it, it just... It, it, the day just gets by you. I, I don't understand how to explain it. It's just, you, you got so much, whether it's podcasts or paperwork or research or whatever, the time just gets away from you and your time is not your own sometimes. Well, give an indication for people. You said you were going to do a whole autopsy of your NFL season last year. Betting season. Oh, yeah, that's going to take a long time. Yeah, it, what, I, what I need to do is just go through all of my bets because I keep track of them. Uh, every single possible way you can imagine. Uh, you know, it's a home away, favorite underdog. Uh, uh, I do it by team each year. Um, I try to find any patterns I can find in, in what I'm doing, and uh, that takes a lot of time to do, and I haven't even started that yet. So. so I used to do that with baseball a lot. I used to parse it out not only by home road, not only by, by price, right? I would do it a lot. Like, how do I do from minus 110 to plus 100, minus 120 to minus 111? Same thing on the underdog side, right? Parse it out that way. And I always found that that exercise never really was fruitful in the end for me. Do you find that a lot of it does end up being fruitless? No, there's a couple of things that I track that I feel are beneficial for me to track. Um, you know, the obvious ones are the CLV um, the, and, and some other less obvious ones that I, I CLV track. is always fascinating. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I do want to track that uh, because... If the tide is going to turn, then that might be an indicator. Might, might be, be. An indicator. Might be. Might be. Might be. And you, and I'll repeat what you said, going into last season, last NFL season, you had a bad feeling. Yeah, I, yeah because I had a lot of positive variance that the year. Uh, I finished second and fifth, and I'm the only idiot that actually had a lower contest record than actual betting record. My betting percentage was actually higher Right. Than when I finished in Circa second and fifth. So people who peg you as a just a contest player, they should think again. This year, you have a different feeling. Oh, I think it's going to be a great year uh, because th I had the opposite last year with a lot of negative variants, and a lot of other pros had the same thing where just everything just went against you. And, and that's, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. So I just think just give me average variance, and it's going to be a great year. So. Cornet got her wits about her and ended up breaking back and winning the set. Good for her. Justice. Ooh, all right. Good. Justice a little bit on that, uh, I had that. On that set win anyway. I've got a pro that gives me some tennis every now and then. Do you? <laughs> Do I know that guy? <laughs> uh, all right, here's one more from Las Vegas Chris on Twitter. Again, just sort of things to, uh, to sort of, you know, maybe that last one wasn't one of them, but just things to sort of jog your betting mind here in the dead of summer. Uh, one more from Las Vegas, Chris, we have, I believe, yes, do, 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 here it is. Oh, this is, oh, I like this one. So you actually talked about this the last time you were here with us. I did, and I caught flack for it, actually. Okay, so this is, by the way, love your images that you always have. Um, a never-ending vault of images on the internet for Chris. Yeah. Okay, 0-9 run in MLB this week. When 0-9, then you go on to say, feel pretty good. 
I'm only down 1.25% or up 6.75% after. What's Sunday that? night baseball. Sunday night baseball. Like, I was like, what's SNB? Sharing because I caught grief for my comment about how it's best to follow a good system that just saw a slump, hop on winners after a slump, avoid the ones winning at a high rate. Pretty self-explanatory, but if you could elaborate. Well, it is self-explanatory, and I, and I caught grief for it uh, as being silly, and it doesn't matter how good you are or how you're going to go through these slumps. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you're looking for somebody to follow for whatever reason, you don't hop on board with somebody that's hotter than a pistol. There's absolutely nobody that doesn't regress. It's the dumbest time in the world to hop onto somebody. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is find the proven winners. Now, that's hard because you don't necessarily know who the proven winners are. But if you find proven winners that you can follow and they're in the, in the matter of a slump, that's the best time to start following somebody because they're going to regress to the positive. And even the proven winners, right, will have, right, the proven winners will have their downstroke, and it, it, they're down periods. And, you know, it's one of these fascinating things where there's always going to be a cross-section. Like, this is the thing. Some people will always focus on a small sample size. You cannot possibly get their brain to think otherwise, yeah. right? Um, and there's no telling them differently. If you're following somebody because of what they've done for 10 or for 20 weeks. games, that's right. you're a fool. Oh, he's awful. If you're going to buy into that, that, that they're going to keep it up, and uh, that's something that's important. You know, what's really important is find out what somebody's doing over hundreds of games. What do you think the single biggest, so let's get away from that, that, that has to do with people following other right. people. What do you think the biggest single mistake, this is going to be a ridiculously broad question, that sports bettors make? That just, well, it, it'll never change. You've, you've, you've almost resigned yourself to the fact that it'll never change. But, but that it just, it, it, whether it's a new generation or that certain people can't help themselves, what's the biggest mistake they make? I just think it's careless, uh, just being careless with wagers and not taking them seriously. I, I've got friends that they make a lot of money, and boy, do they throw a lot of money down the drain. And I'll even tell them, you can't do this. But... Uh, it, it's you have to care about your bets enough to line shop and to take them seriously, not be, as we talked about last show, you can't be drunk and just throwing useless crap in there. You can't be going on tilt. You just have to care about your bets. And you'd be surprised how many people just don't care. They literally, I mean, they, they care so little. They just throw them in. Oh, I got this money in this account or I've got this credit or I just, there's a hundred reasons why they're careless about putting a bet in. Uh, and it dumbfounds me. It really does. Who are you're talking about? Betters who are good at one thing but can't help themselves, but doing dumb things with others. Yeah, I, aren't we all to some sliver of an extent guilty of that? Oh, absolutely. Time? I, yes. I mean, you know, if I'm too freaking busy, I, I, I'm finding with baseball, I'm not shopping the very last penny, or I'm not putting something out on an exchange and seeing if I can get a better line. I just don't have the time, but I'm, I'm coming close. I mean, I, I will I'll be within a penny or two uh, and I'll do a little bit of shopping, but I, I'm at a loss for time sometimes and I can't get that very best line. You a big fan of exchanges? I am. Uh, I am a fan of exchanges, but the, the liquidity issues are always frustrating. And, and sometimes you, you, you want to get a bet in 
and you're putting out that best number and there's just no takers at the time you need that bet. Yeah. So the timing is the issue with uh, betting exchanges, but hopefully uh, the country gets to see this uh, sooner than later. Well, there are some on the horizon that are going to try, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the great Las Vegas, Chris, always great to have you in studio, especially on a day like this where, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lazy holiday in July. Yeah, and you so, know what happens on my day? I finally get a day off, and I got to do paperwork. I got to do figures and paperwork and all this nonsense that I really hate that I put off, but I have to do. Always working. The great Las Vegas Chris. You can follow him on Twitter again. All his uh, thoughts at Las Vegas Chris, C-R-I-S. Good luck to you, baseball and beyond the rest of the day. From VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, the Lombardi line is next. Enjoy. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.